Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL in bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.eg to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. On this edition of the Patriots Report, LG returns, and we talk about Bill O'Brien, Gerard Mayo, Tom Brady, and we make our picks for the conference championship games. The plot straight ahead, and he crosses the plane for the touchdown. Here's Blunt taking off for the end zone, and he's in for the second time today. Second and five. No use making any changes. Give it to Blunt. Now it's a foot race. Blunt all the way. Touchdown, Patriots. Blunt still going down the sideline. A dive for the end zone. All right, LG, by now we all know the news regarding Bill O'Brien, the new, old, new again offensive coordinator. He's back in New England. Off the top, what are some of your initial thoughts about the move? Um, off the top, I think it's a I think it's a great move. You know, you you want to you want to address one of the biggest problems that you have on the offense. You want to address that first. So what is the biggest problem of the offense? Finding a coordinator, finding someone to call a place, finding someone that could that could um mesh really well with Matt. Like that's the that's the first thing to it. And obviously, um next is to keep your eyes and ears open for any trade bait that might be out there that you can that you can use to to further make that offense better. If you're looking at that offense, what what do they need to do other than O'Brien? You talked about getting a coordinator in there. What do they need to do to make that offense better? Um, in order to make this offense better, man, you gotta you gotta put some weapons around Matt. He's already shown that he's capable of being a good quarterback, right? Now, granted, that was with an amazing offensive coordinator. You know, well, that you know, unfortunately for him, he has a, a defensive-minded offensive coordinator this year, um, who was pretty predictable. You know, and you know. The way a defensive guy would call defense, he called offense. Oh, they're going to make sure we stop the run on first and second down and, you know, stop the pass on third. Well, if you play vice versa, run on first and second down, pass on third. You know, so you get somebody that got a, a, a whole bag of tricks, has been successful in, in this in in this organization before. Um, he's been here before, working specifically with quarterbacks, also as a play caller for a year. You know, so you you gotta you, you gotta you gotta he he's gonna be huge. He's gonna be a huge asset, and he knows what he needs to make the offense go. So he knows he's gonna have to go find you know if 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 Waller or Winfro or D Hop or you know any of these big name guys hit waiver wires, pass catchers specifically, whether it's tight ends or receivers. You're gonna have to go for these guys. Right, you're gonna have to go for these guys, and that'll be a that'll be a huge step to make this offense better. And you got to address the offensive line problems. All right, so we're, we we got to protect our quarterback. We got to still be able to 
continue to run the football. And so you have to address you have to address that. You know, you have, those are the th two things that you have to address offensively. I think if you get a tackle in there, if you get two tackles in there this offseason, whether it's the draft, free agency, whatever the case may be, right. you're you can take Mac from here to here instantly. Because one of the things that you've seen it, I've seen it, we've all seen it. If you give him time back there and Devontae Parker stays healthy, he's going to hit Parker. He's going to hit Jacoby Myers, provided Jacoby Myers comes back. He's going right. to be able to do more things within the framework of that offense because he's going to have a little bit more time. Right. No, and I and I and I agree with you 100 percent but I'm gonna say, <laughs> you know, Bailey went out there and did good with what he had, but with the same mm -hmm. protection, mm -hmm. the same lineman, right? He went out there and played well. Some games he didn't, but some games he played really well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think all the inconsistency goes with I just don't want to put the full like the full like measurement of, of of how bad it was on Matty P. Yeah. But again, that's a position that he hasn't been a part of before. Right. And I'm and 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 from what I'm hearing, they're they're not thinking about parting ways with him completely. You know, um I've 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 I, and 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 this isn't something I've heard from inside the organization, but I've seen it floating around, you know, social media, Google, things like that. So um Hopefully that's not the case because he's a great defensive mind equivalent, you know, to, to, to Mayo. You know, he's a really good defensive mind. He's put the defenses in great positions to, you know, obviously win championships for Brady before as, as, uh, as what he says, the coach from Tennessee says, you know, it's good to see another defense carry Brady's ass to a championship. Like you know, regardless <laughs> of, regardless of how, how true or false that is, He's put together some great defenses, is right. So I don't think that you can just write him off. It's just not at the offensive coordinator position. I think what you end up doing with him, they they do some shuffling, and I've heard a lot of people say this that he should basically ascend to the role of Ernie Adams. He should be the next Ernie Adams. He should be the man in the booth. He has that deep encyclopedic knowledge of the game. He can help you out in an advisory role. The other thought that I think a lot of people have put out there is you move him back over to defense whether he's the linebackers coach, whether he's a defensive right. line coach, whether he's, right. you know, just in some role, you want to lean on his strengths because he's clearly a smart guy. He's clearly, as you said, he's done a lot with the defense here over the last yeah. dozen years or so. The idea of keeping him in the building, I think, is important. Very, very important because you have so many guys over there that respect him. You have so many guys over there that, that at one point he was the only defensive coordinator they knew until – you know, Mayo, Mayo and, and, and Steve kind of took over, you know, that whole defensive role or whatever. Um, so he has a ton of respect in that building. People love him. He's a, he's a very, you know, he's very approachable. He's he, he he's one of the guys that one of the one of the few guys that are going to laugh and joke with you. You know, if one if, if you know, if you're, if you're that kind of person, it's very important to have Matt appear around that building for sure and on the defensive side, for sure. I want to ask one more question about Bill O'Brien before we move on. Do you think things change dramatically for this offense in 2023 in terms of their style, their approach? Do they open it up more? Are they more conservative? What do you think the, the blueprint is for Billy O when he comes into Foxborough, when he returns to Foxborough, as it relates to the offense in 2023? I mean, if you if you look at some of the things that he's done in his background, right, you, you've had, you know, you've had really good quarterbacks. He've had, he's had really good running backs in the past. You know, uh, 
I want to say he's Arian Foster. He's had him, you know, he he's had really good runners in the past. Um, so that, that outside zone stretch type mentality, I'm looking for that to become more part of the offense for sure. I think that he has to integrate and keep the downhill running. You have to keep your, you have to keep your powers. You have to keep your counters. You have to keep your duos. You have to keep your bobs. You have to keep all of those plays because that's what keeps defenses honest. If they know you're going to run outside, like it is for a defense, it's hard to stop a running back from choosing here, 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 and here. But, you know, for, you know, you limit your chances by, okay, we're going to make sure we take the outside away on the outside zone. Mm-hmm. Well, some backs, some backs aren't good enough to, one foot and get upfield. Some guys aren't Arian Foster. You know, you get guys that are stuttered their feet, things like that. So the outside zone is definitely going to be a part of the offense. I say you got to keep some of the inside stuff as well. And they're going to be able to – I think they're going to start stretching the field more. I definitely going to think they're going to stretch the field more. More deep passes, more long balls, and give these guys a chance to go up and get the, go up and get the ball and make a play for you. And this league now is not about just dipping and dunking, you know, all down, all the way downfield. No one does that anymore. Everyone takes shots. And the, the Miami Dolphins take shots with Tyreek Hill at five foot eight, whatever, you know, and he goes and gets it because they give him a chance, you know. Um, and, and that, and again, that go, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. You got to get some guys outside. One of the things that I was talking to a guy from Alabama who, who covered Alabama and covered O'Brien the last couple of years is, the slants and in cuts with guys like Jalen Waddell and yes. you know that 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 un Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, you know, the guys who can take a 10-yard in cut and turn it into a 50-yard gain, just their pure speed. And I wonder, I wonder if Taekwon Thornton is could be one of those guys. It, it's it's I'm gonna be cautious about making that comparison, but he has the build and he has the speed to maybe fit into that kind of role when you're talking about the Patriots passing game in 2023. But so does the rookie though, right? You know, um, Marcus, uh, Marcus Jones, Marcus Jones. So does he, right? So that's another thing that they're going to have to address. Do, do we want to just strictly put him on the defensive side of the ball Mm -hmm. or do we want to make him a Debo Samuels type guy? Mm -hmm. Right. Do you want to, do you want to do your speed sweeps? Do you want to do your quick screens? Do you want, you know, do you want to make him a, a guy like that? You know, um, He's another added all. He's another added, you know, element to the offense that you can that you can use, you know. And 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 nowadays, these you know, a lot of guys are, a lot of NFL coaches are really closed minded when it comes to a guy playing both sides of the ball. Let's just be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Now, do you, Dion is probably the best athlete to probably ever play the NFL game. Mm-hmm. He's gonna say. There's only one prime. There's only one Dion. But in all reality, there's a guy, there's guys out there that can play both sides like he did. There are. Mm-hmm. Right? I've 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 seen it. You know, we don't we don't see it too too often, but you mean to tell me that Jules is the most athletic guy that ever come in the NFL or to ever come across, you know, New England? I'm not saying it, you know what I'm saying, like as a stab at Jules, but I'm saying he mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. Slater Slater did it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Slater has caught, you know, any passes in the NFL, I don't think. You know, so there's guys that do it, so open your mind. You know what I'm saying? It might be somebody on the defensive side that might be a little bit better at receiver, a little bit better at slot. So 
I mean, you know, if I if I get into there, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be one of those guys, man. I'm I'm just letting you know, you know. And I, I, Benny Sincere is the uh, is the is the running back coach for for New England. I know him, you know. I know who he is. I, don't, I haven't met him a lot, but I know who he is. I think he has a Florida State background. Um, his dad coached at Florida State a little bit too. So I mean, I'm willing to bet a lot of money that you know I'll be a better running back coach than that. <laughs> open your mind right that's the next open hashtag that's the next thing we got to get trending we had spend your shit last week or a couple weeks ago yeah now, now we got to get open your mind trending i like that i like that a lot um uh, patriots issued a statement saying that they are working on an extension for gerard mayo we all know mayo on this side we've all talked to him we've seen him play we've seen him in the locker room you were his teammate for a while yeah. tell me about his leadership skills his background what he brought to the table that has allowed him to have this level of success as a coach. He is, he's always been a coach on the field. So whenever I got to new England, um, you know, obviously, you know, I was behind uh, Shane. I was behind red. I was behind, you know, I think me and Leon, maybe me and Leon Washington came at the same year. I was automatically behind him. You know, because he was coming in as like a third down veteran type guy. So they were trying to work him in early. I think he got hurt. I mean, he either got hurt or he got cut that year. But one thing that I always noticed when I was on the scout team, this is when I was running the scout team before, like, I, you know, whatever. I would always notice that he always knew what he was doing on the play. And he was always able to put people in different positions to make the play. I've noticed him do – I've noticed him change the play a lot. I've noticed him sit guys exactly in the gap where the run is going to go at. I've seen him do so many different things that that I can say that would make him a great coach, make him – made him a great player, made him a great leader. He always – he always toasted things for, you know, the linebacker group, but everyone was welcome. You know, he always had people at his house. He's a, he's a very, very easygoing and easy-to-talk-to person. I don't remember ever seeing him yell or scream at anybody a lot. I hardly ever seen him ever really get pissed off. You know, but I've definitely seen him get passionate. I've seen him say, hey, man, LG, da-da-da-da. You going to give me one this game? I need one. I need da-da-da. So, so, obviously, he can relate to the players. And, I mean, look at, the, look at the line, you know, that he's guided. You know, Jamie Collins. Hightower, you know, the list goes on. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, I don't know if Elandon was there at, at, in the beginning, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of guys, you know, just those two alone, you, that, that tells you a lot about who he is and, you know, and what kind of group he led. I think he was a, I think he was a captain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he was, I think he was a captain his second year in the league. And there must have been at least one other guy. I, I know Bentley has, has shown, you know, similar leadership skills. But for me, he he came in and he was didn't present himself as an average 23, 24 year old coming into the league. He was a guy who was very, very mature at a very early age. Was there a moment where you saw him and you said, Yeah, that guy's gonna be a good coach? It sounds like, you know, that really kind of showed up in practices early on, you know, moving guys around. But was there a moment where you looked at him and you said, Yeah, this guy's gonna coach in the league someday? I think uh one of the moments was when we were doing um we were doing um goal line um we were doing goal line stand that and i don't know if this is the moment where i'm like man this guy's gonna be a coach because i know if i don't know if i ever really thought that because i don't you don't know if the guys want to be a coach or not but i'm like damn bro he probably he could probably really go out there and let y'all know how to really do this shit so 
Um, we was on the goal line run, you know, obviously it's like a man up type drill. And at this time we're full on physically tackling that training camp, right? <laughs> Still don't get it. But we were full on physically tackling right here. And um and and he was in the back of the end zone and it was spikes at middle linebacker in his spot um in the goal line. And and he said, uh he said it's gonna be you and LG in the A gap. After he after we came out in you know in our formation and da 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 da, da he said he said spikes it's gonna be you and LG in the A gap it's gonna be you and LG in the A gap I'm telling you right now and <laughs> I'd be damned if if you know and, and we this might this might be on film this is crazy this might be on film because I I'm pretty sure we we've watched it a bunch of times we watched it a bunch of times after and, and I've gave me the kudos for that you know because I got up in there it's like it's gonna be you and him in the, on the on the uh, in the A gap on the one and and sure enough, you know, Hut, the block per the, the blocking scheme, you know, perfectly executed. And it's always gonna be one man to beat for the running back, yada, yada, yada. And it was me and Spikes in the A gap. It was me and Spikes in the A gap. I kid you not. I remember him yelling that from, from the back of the end zone. It's gonna be you and LG in the in the A gap. And he and, and it was it was right on. It was right you know on. What I think is is interesting is let's assume that Mayo is going to be defensive coordinator he's going to be he's going to have some sort of major voice it's going to continue to have a major voice on the defensive side of the ball you have troy brown who's an assistant coach they're talking about bringing in adrian clem after he interviewed for the, the offensive coordinator job maybe the offensive line coach run game coordinator whatever the case may be that would be three guys who used to play for bill who are now on the coaching staff i can never remember a situation where he's had three ex-players on the coaching staff at the same time. I want to ask you as a player, look, I understand different circumstances, different situations, but does it mean more when you are coached by a guy who played the game as opposed to maybe a guy who didn't play the game? Ugh, that's tough to answer because I can say yes and no, because Bill is a guy that, that, that didn't never play the game at a high level. Mm-hmm. He can tell you every single thing that to know about the game, you know, um, but the but hearing it from someone with experience hits a little bit differently. It probably weighs a little bit. It probably weighs a little bit more than someone that's never played the game. You know, it, it outweighs that because he, this guy's speaking from experience. He's he's done it. He's lived it. He's been through it. He's not going to tell me to do the same exact thing that he did if he if if he happened to fail in that you know in that category or whatever. You know, when I played, uh, you know my 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 such and such was fumbling the ball all the time. Yada yada yada. So I adapted this right here in order to stop fumbling the ball versus the coach that was like, well, you know, you're fumbling the ball all the time. So we gotta figure out a way to make you not fumble it. You know what I'm saying? So so I'm I'm gonna listen to this guy. I'm gonna listen to this guy. Okay, yeah, bro. Ernest Biner, you fumbled the ball on the one yard line going in at this, you know, for the Super Bowl or for the, you know, the championship game or whatever. I'm I'm gonna listen to that guy. You know what I'm saying? They, you know. Living, living through experiences like that and then being able to teach, you know, each one teach one, right? Mm-hmm. You've heard that saying. So, so yeah. I, 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 the experience route would, would resonate to me a lot better than someone who hasn't played the game unless you're in that elite group of people that know the game damn near just as much or if not better than the guys that have actually played it. Yeah. You, I mean, this is no disrespect, as you mentioned, to guys like Bill or, Ivan, who, you know, some of the position coaches, Dante, who didn't play at the NFL level, but maybe there's a level of built-in respect that comes with the knowledge 
that you know that this guy played before. You know that this guy got after it a little bit. I, I'm just fascinated by Bill has traditionally looked for guys who haven't played the game. And I don't know if that's a coincidence or whatever the case may be. A lot, you know, Josh, Billy O, Matt Patricia, these guys right. who these assistants who've ascended to to bigger and better role, you know, Brian Flores. None of these guys have played, but now he has three guys on his coaching staff who or could have as many as three guys on his coaching staff if they had Clem who are former players. I just think that's interesting that that it's a bit of a course correction for him at this stage of his coaching career. Right. And 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 again, you know, when it when it comes when it comes to when it comes to being being um respected in that limelight, I guess, you know, again, for people that haven't played the game, you gain your respect by telling people the right thing to do, putting them in the best position to win, being transparent, you know, uh Probably your your experience of being in the league for again, like you said, all those guys that you named, Scar, I, Bill, all those games that names that you named, they're gonna get respect across the league because they've been a part of a program for so long. The program has been so successful for so long. They at their respective at their respective positions as coaches, they've brought out some of the some of the better players. You know, I mean, you can you can you can name them. You know. Uh, you can name Solder for you know as far as Scar Solder Man Mankins, you know uh, Dan Copen, David Andrews, David Andrews it goes on and on and on. Yeah, Jack, yeah. Uh, you can and you can and you can keep up Vollmer, Seabass. Mm -hmm. You know you can you can name these guys and, and, and keep on going. Even Stork before he retired, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and you can keep on naming these guys. And as for Ivan, you can go on as a list with me, K Feezy, Red. Uh, Dylan, ben Jarvis Green Ellis. It's Jarvis just, Green yeah. Ellis. The, the list of linebackers the list goes, is the list, the list of I'm sorry, the list of running backs is is ridiculous in my opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? So how do you not give Ivan his respect? You mm -hmm. know, just because he didn't play the game, don't mean he ain't put these guys in a position to win. We we're still talking about him to this day. I can never remember getting back to Mayo, the Patriots doing this for an assistant coach where he sat in on meetings with or interviews with offensive coordinators where he was empowered really at this level. The only guy that I can remember really is Dante where he right. was the, he was the assistant head coach for a long time before he retired the first time. This feels like when you talk about Mayo, this feels like the first step in him eventually ascending to be the next head coach in new England. Do you see any of that? Am, am, I, am I making too broad a parallel here, or what do you think? Uh, you might not. I mean, because you know, Bill has tendencies. You know, if 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 you know if, if his tendency shows you one thing, you know that tendency is going to. Every time you see that tendency, is going to show the same thing. You know, so if the last time he's done this with, with was with Scar, you know, I mean, pretty, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty. I mean, but Scar didn't ascend as a head coach. You know, he did. He decided to retire. You know, what you know, whatever that you know. Maybe he got too old, whatever. But, um, you know, Mayo holds a lot of importance here. You know, he is first-round draft pick. Automatically, he was important to the franchise, right? Automatically, first day there, you are probably one of the most important people here. The fact that you stayed and spent your entire career here, that's your loyalty, right? That shows that, shows that you're loyal to the success of the program, you had you probably had ample opportunities to go other places, but you didn't, right? Whenever you decided to get into the coaching aspect of the game, right back here, right? So all the things point to that. So I, I don't think that's a broad, 
you know, speculation. I think that is damn near hit spot on. Mayo is a lot younger. He's a lot earlier in his coaching career. Bill is probably on the back end. We don't know when that is going to be. So he's probably trying to show him the ropes. Hey, look, this is what we look for here. This is what we look for here. This is, you know, he's probably trying to show him the ropes here. You know, again, he's gained that trust over the course of, I don't know when he got drafted, but the only organization he's ever known or ever been a part of was mm-hmm. this one. Him and RK are probably like this, you know? So it's like, you know, at, at some point in time, if Bill was to say, hey, RK, you need to go through this coaching process and 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 look at all these coaches, Rooney rule, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, look at all, every, give everybody a chance. And ultimately I would not, I would not be surprised if Mayo became that, the head coach, I would not be surprised. And I don't think that, I think that he would put together a really great coaching staff because again, he's one of the, one of those smart guys. Let me run this scenario past you. Bill hangs around long enough to break down Shula's record. He's got like 20 something wins left. The year after that, he retires. He becomes an advisor like, you know, Bill Walsh, the 49ers, not quite GM, but he he hangs around. Mayo becomes the head coach. And O'Brien ends up sticking around as the offensive coordinator. This feels like a plausible scenario for this franchise. Am I off base here, or does this sound about right? No, you're you're straight on. You're head on. Um, One thing I'm going to say is I will not guarantee anything about these offensive coordinators because Billy O might come crap to bed. Mm -hmm. He might. You know, now now do we expect that? Nah, I don't expect it. But – Hey, him and, him and Mac might not. Just like Mac and Matty P didn't see eye to eye sometimes. Him and Mac might not see eye to eye. This might not be a Tom Brady type experience. This might, you know, this might not be the same for him. And and you know, if it doesn't, you know, do you do you get rid of Billy or do you get rid of Mac? You know, a lot of the times people are gonna, you know, now that we've just got a new offensive coordinator, we probably gonna get rid of the quarterback. But if it happens again. You know, Billy O might not be around. I hope he is. I like his offense. I love what he brings to the table offensively. But you know, again, that you know, who who knows? But it does seem like it it could happen that way. If if Mayo and Billy O are are together for a few years, who's to say that he's like, you know what? You were here when I got the job. I got you. That can be the new team. It can be the new Bill Josh. You know, for a spot, right? decade that's, plus, that's new duo, but Billy O is is <laughs> he old, so he <laughs> have to start getting his replacement. That's true. That's true. Hey, I want to ask you. I, I got a couple more questions for you here before we wrap up. Want to ask you about former teammate of yours was eliminated a couple of weeks ago by the Dallas Cowboys, Tom Brady. What do you think he's going to do in twenty twenty three? I don't. I don't know if he's going to play with the Buccaneers. That's what I'm going to say. Do I think he's going to play? There's an there's an extremely high chance that he's going to play. And I ain't saying you know I don't want to get in nobody's personal life, but he's a single man now. All he has to worry about is taking care of his kids. You know that's all he has to worry about. He don't have to worry about anything else but making sure these kids are okay. That's it. So you know there is no you know there is nothing to you know anything to hold him back, whatever, you know, whatever he's, he is all full go right now. Um, I don't think he wants to end his career on that kind of season. I think he goes to Vegas. Great place for a single guy. Great place for a single guy. And at his age, 
<laughs> you don't want to be a single point. guy at 21. You want to be a single guy at his age. So he ain't, got no, he ain't got nowhere to be at or nothing to do to, with the strip or any of that. Your sole focus is football because you are 57 years old. <laughs> so, so, you, so you think you think he's coming back and you think he's probably if he comes back, he's going to play with the Raiders. I think that's the I think that's probably the, the most. I think that's the highest chance of any of, of any. I think he leaves Tampa. I think he leaves Tampa. I think he comes back and play another season. It just, it just, you go to, you go to, all right, let's say you go to the Raiders. You got Devontae, right? He's locked up. He can't go anywhere. You know, what if they don't decide to let go Waller? Right? Now, now it's Brunk part two. You know, um, your running back is one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Offensive line is really good. You know, so, I mean, the offensive coordinator slash head coaches, Josh. <laughs> makes too much sense. It makes a lot of sense. It, does. it just it makes a lot of sense. And the idea now that Derek Carr's out of the picture, it would just seem to be Almost an easy choice. Plan. Yeah, it would be. It would be an easy That's choice. Like, Damn, bro, you just going to get rid of Derek Carr that fast? That's one season up under Josh. That's it. Yeah, and I remember you not being a big David uh, Derek Carr fan. I remember you were not exactly a Derek Carr fan. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I just think he is. I think he's overrated, but I think he's a decent quarterback. I just. I'm just. Uh, he's all right. You know what I'm saying? But I don't. Do I think he's a an elite guy? I'm not a big fan of, of Carr. Okay. <laughs> now I know that you've been on the Eagles train all season long, all season long. You know, you were a guy who. Back in August, you were talking up the Eagles when no one else was, at least as far as I knew. So I know you're all in on the Eagles the rest of the way. I wanted to ask you about playing in Philadelphia because I I have roots in Pennsylvania. My wife grew up in Pennsylvania. I have a lot of friends in Pennsylvania, a lot of friends who are Eagles fans. And they say Philadelphia is the best place to play in the world if you're winning. And it's the worst place to play in the world if you're losing. What was that stretch like for you playing for the Eagles? It was amazing for me because I think we only lost two games, you know, so it was, it was great. It was amazing. Um, and even in the games that we lost, I feel like any team, if, if, the, if your team is losing and, and, and maybe you're not putting up points or, you know, maybe we're turning the ball over or whatever, maybe we can't stop them, whatever it is, you're going to naturally hear those. Ooh, but when you're winning, it's probably one of the most magical places you can be. The league is amazing, you know. It, it is amazing, and 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 I've only I've really mostly experienced it on the winning aspect. I haven't really experienced it on the on the losing aspect. I have been there um, for away games, and it and it, it, it is horrific. If you're the away team, it is probably one of the most toxic places outside of the dog pound in Cleveland. You know, it's probably one of the toxic places you can go. If, if you're an away team, it it sucks. They they they're gonna talk about your mama. They're gonna probably talk, call you all kind of bad bad names that I'm not gonna say on here. They are gonna they are gonna probably find your family members in the crowd and flip them off. They are they they are ruthless, but they don't do it out of out of malicious intentions. It's just that energy and that 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 feel and that that stadium just brings that kind of. It's so electric. It brings that kind of energy in the in the air. And then, you know, you get some people out there that don't act like themselves. You, they probably look at the video the next day and be like, "Bro, why, bro? I don't know, understand why I'm viral." 
I just poured a drink on someone's head because our team scored a touchdown. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) so if you could give the Niners one piece of advice about going into the link this weekend, what would it be? Don't drop no blood in the water. They're going to attack. They've had an interception, a fumble, a bad play, a big play. And there's nothing that they can possibly do to avoid what is going to happen, what, how, how loud and how crazy it's going to be in there unless they get a good lead and, and, and silence the crowd. That's the absolute only thing they can do. <laughs> That's literally the only thing they can do is get a nice lead and be and silence the crowd. But even then, if one big play happens for Philly, if it's 14-0, to then it's right back up. LG, this has been great, man. We're going to talk next week. We will have two Super Bowl teams to break down, and I'm sure that between now and then, the Patriots will end up doing something worth talking about. So we will connect again next week. And then you're going to be at the Super Bowl, aren't you? Uh, it's out here in Arizona. It's yeah. out here in Arizona. So I'm going to probably be there. If, if I will probably be there. I will probably be there. So listen, my question to you is. Yes, sir. Who do you have winning the AFC championship? I'm going to the Chiefs. I do. I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. At home, look, I love the Bengals, and I've done. We've talked about this at the start of the year. I right. was not a Bengals guy. I'm 180 degrees now. I I, I love <laughs> the way Joe Burrow plays. I love the way that Ted, Teddy Karras leading yes. that offensive line. I mm-hmm. love the way that they're able to execute on offense with so many offensive linemen down. Joe Burrow doesn't give you, you know what? They run the ball. They're tough. They're strong. They're fast. They're physical. But Mahomes is Mahomes, man. Yes. He's Superman even at this the, point. Even on the even on a bad ankle, yeah, he is. I ca- I can't I can't look past the fact that it's the Chiefs at home. If it was in Cincinnati, then it'd be a different deal. I'm on the same train as you. I'm on so the we're same. Looking train. at a Chiefs Eagles Super. No matter no matter if they beat them three times in a row, no matter if they beat them in overtime, no matter if they beat them in the AFC Championship, no matter if any of that, none of that matters to me this Sunday. Mahomes is going to take it personally. He's been hearing this all week. I don't care how much noise he's trying to block out. I'm pretty sure guys in the locker room probably saying, bro, these, they, bro, they really beat us three times in one calendar year. That is crazy. They really beat us three times in one. People are talking about it. I don't care. You can't avoid it. It's going to be a topic of conversation. They got to do media day, and they're going to hear it, mm-hmm. right? I think he puts all that to rest this Sunday. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you on that. I do want to see how he responds because you know as well as I do, high ankle sprains can be a little dicey. You don't yeah, know in terms worse, of movement. They, work, they hurt worse later than they do when they when it happens. Yeah, so maybe you get shot up. You know, we've talked about taking the needle before. I don't know, but right. I just can't look past Mahomes in Kansas City. I think, it's, I think that's going to be the deciding factor. So we're looking at the Chiefs and the Eagles for the Super Bowl. That's what we're looking at. I like it. I that's like what we're it. looking at. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, we'll 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 check back next week. We'll run down our predictions. Hopefully, we won't have to eat a lot of crow, and then we will look forward to score. what will no doubt be a compelling Super Bowl. You got a score? You got you got you got you got you got a Bengals a Bengals Chiefs score? I'm going to say 27-23, Chiefs. How about you? I'm going. I'm going 31 to 28, Chiefs. Nice. A yeah. kick of the buzzer. You know, right down. Dri- driving for it, you know, 10 seconds left. I think Mahomes will have the ball last. I do. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what's telling me that, but I just feel like he's miraculously, he always does. So I yeah. think he's going to have the ball last. 
I agree. We'll see. All right, sir. Take care, and we'll talk again soon. I appreciate it, Chris. Always a pleasure, my guy. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. One more reminder. This episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. With the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.